Welcome to the JS Group Podcast. This is Janet Shines, your host. As a reminder, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please go to our website or look for us on Apple or Google to find our podcast and subscribe. So, you know, I was having a really interesting conversation today with a few people in the industry, and we started talking about everything that's changed, um, which of course it has due to the current isolation issues that we have uh, due to the coronavirus, but I pointed out to them that truly it just accelerated something that was already happening. The digital normal, as we like to call it here at JS Group, has been uh, happening here for quite some time, and and our customers' preferences have changed. It, It really hasn't worked for years to cold call people, or at least hasn't worked for, you know, anybody but the truly bold for a long time. And so I wanted to just spend a couple of minutes here on this podcast today talking about what's really happening in the digital normal and then what can we all do about it as we look to social sell our way or socially retain our way uh, through this crisis, which could economically last for a significant period of time. So I think first we have to have the wake up call that 73% of B2B tech buyers are millennials. Now today in a really interesting conversation, somebody challenged me on that and I pointed out to them how old the millennials are now and they realized that this statistic is likely right. Um, But interestingly enough, of that group of people who are millennials, and and by the way, increasingly Gen Z, but also uh, Gen X and the quote-unquote boomers, 81% of all tech buyers prefer a digital engagement. In fact, they prefer to do their research online and then come looking for the right solution. And right now, 62% of people prefer a digital connection to a call or eight by eight or any other meeting. Uh, They would prefer a digital connection. Let's, uh, you know, let's explore this first at my own pace and my own time, and then I'll have uh, a conversation with you. And what's truly interesting is that when you talk to these buyers beyond the buying journey, and you start to talk about them being loyal to your firm, 53% of customer loyalty in our industry right now is driven by a salesperson's ability to deliver unique insight. And by the way, that's easily done through social media. So despite the fact that our buyers are evolving, they prefer to engage online, and that they get a vast majority of their loyalty as well as their purchasing decisions from engagement online, it's still a wide open field because less than 11%, it's about 10.7% of tech channel salespeople are actually social selling experts. Now you may be listening to this saying, well, how do you define social selling experts? It's complex and in our program that we do for social selling that includes our boot camp and our activation program, we go through this in a lot of detail. But the first step I will tell you is to go look at something like LinkedIn's social selling index or any of the other great tools that are out there and just see how much influence you really have. And you'll quickly see why, you know, less than 11% of tech channel salespeople actually are social selling experts. But the interesting part of it is that if you have a social selling process, you're much more likely to hit quota than non-social sellers. And that just makes sense right now. It just makes sense that 77% better sales results would be the, the norm right now in our program for account executives, reps, hunter reps, whatever you want to call them, that have expert social selling skills. Because right now, if you want to make a connection, it's increasingly difficult to do so in person. And social selling, as we, you know, we have these conversations, 
people will say, oh, you mean like social media? It's not the same thing. Um, it's actually a very laser focused versus cookie cutter approach. You laser target your prospects, building a better relationship with people in those target markets. And, and again, in this world we're in, this is of critical importance. And so often when we talk about social media marketing, which is typically something your brand would do, right, via social media tactics, so branded videos on uh, on Snapchat or a Facebook ad or a sponsored post on LinkedIn or corporate content on LinkedIn, we talk to sales reps and they say, oh yeah, whatever my company posts, I repost or I comment. Well, that's not social selling, right? That's just boosting your brand's marketing and isn't always necessarily very popular uh, with the people that follow you. In fact, I think that's why the mute button was created uh, for people that did stuff like that because social selling is really focused on lead generation and, and nurturing leads into prospects and clients. It's not about brand awareness. It's about you awareness. It's about you selling. And it really... When I think about social selling, although it uses the same social media platforms like LinkedIn and Twitter, which are the most um, successful right, um, in B2B, it really is important to notice that social selling has different mores than social media marketing. So I'm on this call today with a group of partners and we were talking about what social selling is doing for them. So the first thing that they've noticed is it's helping them create relationships that are capable of producing results for their funnel. Um, it's also establishing their relationship. Now look, when you look at most people's LinkedIn profiles, and I'll pick on LinkedIn because it's the big B2B tool, um, it stinks of salesperson. And so most people's profiles need to be redone. And we work on that regularly in our program. But I will just tell you, if you haven't completely overhauled your LinkedIn profile and you haven't looked at it from the eyes of someone looking for an expert versus a salesperson, you've made a mistake in your social selling already. And so that reputation is very important. And then of course, it also helps you to gain visibility, right? When you think about being seen and heard, when you're seen and heard, you get new business. Well, how are you being seen and heard on LinkedIn? So many people spend a lot of time um, and they post and they carefully worded posts about their company. And they're very disappointed when nobody engages. Well, that's because they're broadcasting. They're not social selling. You would be far better to research some prospects that you wanted to go after and comment on their posts than you would be to post your own. Now, of course, posting your own content is important, but engaging is just as important. So it's, it's something where you want to be able to post a couple pieces of good gooey content every week. Um, it can be linked to something else, but you also want to be daily engaging with people and not just the lazy like, but actually asking questions, answering questions and engaging with folks, because that's how you deliver value through engaging, through sharing, by providing meaningful content. And that meaningful content can be a snack-sized piece of content that comes about um, from you making a comment on someone's post with value. So not awesome share or excellent read or thanks or congrats, but really appreciated this, this article. Let me ask you a question. Exactly why do you think remote workers should go to a four-day work week? Or I read that article, that eight by eight article on the differences in remote work, the four day work week is really engaging. How do you think about the technology you would need for that work week? So these are ways where those folks will answer you. And then once you can establish that credibility 
right? The more present you are in conversations that matter, the more credible you'll be as a valued source. And when you reach out then to that prospect to, uh, you know, say, hey, I want to connect, it's so much easier to say, I'd like to connect. I've enjoyed following your content in our ongoing dialogue. And all of a sudden you're getting connection requests accepted from some serious um, influencers or prospects. And, and that's the difference between social selling and social media marketing. It's, it's not about the broadcasting, it's about the people. So the bottom line is the less you promote, the less you sell, the more you deliver value, the more you deliver gooey, good you know, content, the more your funnel will grow. Because social selling is all about the opportunity. So that is truly the conversation we were having today. And then as we kind of had this conversation and people were getting excited, we started having that conversation about what platforms are working the best right now for social selling in the tech industry. And look, if you're in a certain area, a certain vertical, your tools may vary widely, right? It's great to say, hey, LinkedIn and Twitter work the best for people, but you may be selling to small business and a Facebook uh, group may work better for you. You may be selling into a manufacturing or agricultural space that has user forums that are much more prevalent. You may only sell to houses that have SAP or Oracle and they have great user group forums that may be more useful for you. Looking at your your contacts, looking at your prospects and understanding where they go, where do they consume their news, what's their watering hole, if you will, for information, really makes all the difference in the world. Now, at a broad level, if you're selling technology and, and primarily um, you know, cloud-based technology or an MSP, a systems integrator, an agent, the two leaders are definitely LinkedIn. LinkedIn's the leader overall, actually, in B2B social selling in all industries. It has about 660 million members, and most social sellers use LinkedIn successfully. Interestingly, 44% of tech buyers um, said that they, LinkedIn was one of the top three places where they went looking for potential vendors. So that's very interesting. And then if a sales rep has more than 5,000 LinkedIn connections, they... Um, to a very high degree, the number was 97% last quarter and it's tracking at about 98% now, um, meet or surpass their quota. So obviously it's good to have. Now uh, we do a whole class on professional profiles and we got into that today and I, I won't go into that here in the, uh, in the podcast other than to repeat what I said earlier, which is if your uh, LinkedIn resume uh, is in fact a resume instead of a profile, then you need to take another look about what you really want to tell people about yourself. And finally, a couple things I really like on LinkedIn that we talked about was LinkedIn Navigator. It makes it very easy to follow um, people and to see what they're sharing and to make sure that you engage with them. It takes a lot of time out of the day. LinkedIn Connect also, as we hopefully get back to um, back to business and able to see each other, you enable that Bluetooth um, on your phone, download the LinkedIn app, and then you can tap on find nearby and you'll find everybody that's nearby you, which is an amazing feature. And then of course, publishing the LinkedIn articles instead of your own blog or a medium post or, or any other post does very well because they really invest a lot in their algorithms as well as Google search engines to get those articles noticed. And then Twitter matters, in fact, more than you think. And that's where I'm going to wrap up this podcast today on social selling. Twitter's reach is very fast. It's very popular. 
You can use it to share a lot of content and you can use it to connect very quickly, particularly if there's a trend going on. It's very topical. Um, it's very news oriented. 49% of social sellers say they use Twitter successfully. And then because it offers tight integration into Google search, it gives your personal brand a boost when you post regularly. So try searching yourself on Google. Hopefully you don't have too common of a name. And if you do, you should um, put a middle name or something in there so that you're easier to find. If you Google yourself, you'll notice your Twitter posts come right up to the top. And so it does actually boost your personal brand. So I think it's important to not disregard Twitter that, you know, 14 years old now, I believe, one of the most established networks for social selling, very simple, very snackable. Most B2B companies have an active Twitter presence. They're great about answering. You can even use those folks to try to find people within the org. If you DM them and say, hey, I'm trying to find your uh, head of you know, IT procurement, et cetera, et cetera, you would be stunned how far they go um, to get you good information. And most SMBs cite Twitter, Facebook, um, uh, less Facebook, but, but some, but primarily Twitter as their go-to channel for handling customer concerns. So why does this matter? Because if you follow the brands um, that you're trying to sell to and you follow their hashtags, you will begin to see trends in customer concerns. And many of them are around how poorly the technology is working. So this can give you a great way um, to boost up and get into that company by saying, hey, I've been following your Twitter feed in the last week you've had over 100 uh, complaints about how difficult your IVR is to work with, um, we can help you. So you can have some really relevant conversations by watching those brands. Well, that's kind of my fast talk today on social selling. I think it's important because we're in a world where we can't go see people. And so you really have to invest in your social selling. So to kind of wrap it up, I would just say fix that profile. Uh, if you don't know how to fix that profile, you can sign up for one of our social selling boot camps and get that done during the program for free. Um, if you do know how to do it, go out, take a look at some folks you like and get it fixed. And don't forget that if the photos from 20 years ago, it shows, have somebody take a great picture of you. Uh, I'll keep coming back on this podcast series and talk a little bit more about how you can uh, go after social selling and be very successful. But for now, I'm going to leave it with my final tip, which is after you um, update that profile, go out, make a list of your top 10 prospects and the influencers and just listen. Listen to what they're saying for a week. Think about what that is and how you could engage with that. That's the best way to get involved in social selling is to listen, learn, understand, and then engage. So on behalf of the JS Group, this is Janet Shines. Again, as a reminder, if you're not subscribed to our podcast, you can do that by going to our website, jsgnow.com, or by looking for us or Google or Apple. Again, have a great day and make it a good digital normal selling.